insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Welcome to the Mentor Project Podcast, a place where you will learn, discover new ideas, be entertained, inspired, and even mentored. Our shows explore a wide range of subjects, including science, technology, business, society and culture, art and entertainment, and life. If you would like to learn more about the Mentor Project, please go to www.mentorproject.org. We hope you'll enjoy the show. We have a full house today for our weekly update. The music was so excited that it kept going, I guess. And, uh, a place where you will learn. And it's still going. So <laughs> the beauty of going live. Uh, anyway, I would say this is the uh, weekly update with the Mentor Project. Uh, today we have not just me and Deborah, uh, or me and Susan or Susan and Deborah, but we're all here and we also have Peter Samuelson with us. Thank you, Peter, for stopping by. And uh, we came from our usual um, Friday morning, morning for me, and um, kind of afternoon on the East Coast meeting. And today was something a little bit different, something that we don't certainly look forward to do, but it was um, a wonderful experience, although it was about a mentor that we lost. So today we're going to talk about that. Uh, how we can start the year with with a loss and still feel maybe empowered by by that. Uh, Deborah. Yeah, you know I want to first say Happy New Year to everyone. Um, and we are starting our new year remembering Mark Goulston, who was a mentor uh, with the Mentor Project, and his passing on New Year's Eve really made me think about how um, we can now move forward this year by taking in everything that Mark has taught us and move it forward this year. Um, I know that Peter is gonna be speaking more about Mark. They were great friends and knew each other, um, but I just wanted to say that we will um, greatly miss Mark and we did start a scholarship in his name uh, so I do hope that you will check that out and spread the word so that students everywhere can apply for this scholarship. We'll be announcing the winner January 1st of next year. And Susan, a couple of words from you. I know you got really emotional. We all did. And, uh, and then we'll pass the word to Peter. Yeah. And although it is, and, and Peter will talk about this too, but although... Um, you know, it is a loss, right? Like we lost Mark in actuality in the way that he was. But, uh, you know, I've always talked about grief and I, everybody has their own way of grieving. But my big thing is you don't learn to live without, you learn to live with in just in a different way. And that's what I just, the message I want to share to everyone. And um, that that's, this, you know, a lot of people had losses, unfortunately. That's part of life. But again, it's not how to, how to learn to live without, it's how to learn with. And I'm going to just give it over to Peter, because I know Peter has a lot to say about Mark. All right, Peter. So 
let me say this. One of the pivots in my life was that my mother-in-law, who's a psychologist, told me, you need to read up on Maimonides. And I did. And the specific thing that she told me to go and poke into was what he had to say about the soul. And I find myself um, thinking of the Maimonides in thinking of Mark Goulston, my good friend. Um, Maimonides was a rabbi in the 12th century. That's a heck of a long time ago. But he said there were three layers of the human soul. And everybody has the basic one and the middle one. It's your soul. It's exactly what you think your soul, your spirit is. And then there's this thing that's the high level of the soul, the highest it can be. And it's complex. He, he wrote that you don't own it. It's more like a membership society. It's a membership society of everyone who feels a passion and who feels compelled to make the world a better place. And he said, um, he gave it a name. It's called the Neshuma, N apostrophe S-H-U-M-A. Um, I think a lot of us who are Jewish, we sort of had grandparents who would say, oh yeah, he listened to him. He's got the Neshuma. Um, no one in my life had more the Neshuma than uh, Mark Goulston, um, because I think he was possessed with the need to wake the world a better place. What Maimonides wrote is that when two people who share that same passion, who have the Neshuma, meet for the very first time, he wrote, they feel as though they've known each other a thousand years, and they say, if they were speaking Hebrew, Hineni, here I am, what shall we do? And so Mark came into my life and I realized here was someone who didn't just perform empathy, but who actually had made it into a professional channel. Um, his focused empathy uh, methodology I don't think he learned that in psychiatry school. Uh, I think he, he developed it by trial and error as a practitioner, but it has to do with, he, he would always say there are three stages and the, the first one needs to be the longest. Just listen, listen, learn, understand text and subtext, and, and then focus on common ground and see how you can be helpful. Uh, he has been an extraordinary uplift in my life. I think in the third act of your life, you're thinking a great deal about what is all this for? You have all these existential thoughts, but they're a bit bewildering. You know, why am I here? Does everything I've done amount to something? What is legacy? Uh, how, how do I make this third act as meaningful as it can possibly be? And I learned concepts from him, not just the words, but really what they meant when you parse them. Empathy certainly won. Uh, also, um, 
how to be helpful to other people and how in the end, and I think maybe this is the biggest lesson of our third acts when we get to them, is you look back and you realize that the self-interested stuff was a whole heck of a lot less important than the moments where we um, propelled uh, um, compassion, empathy, and helpfulness out into the world. I learned so much of those concepts from Mark, and I'm grateful to have had him in my life. Well, that's beautiful. Um, Deborah, it, it makes me think about a lot of the conversation that we have about aging and about having this purpose in life. So I don't know, maybe you want to add something to what Peter said. Uh, absolutely. Well, Peter said everything so eloquently. And indeed, a lot of the aging uh, things that we look at and we've researched are a lot of it is based on Maimonides um, or comes from the same place. But the what we really can look forward to as we grow older is more of an emotional life than a physical life. Um, and we can really expect to have a lot of emotional riches if we are able to acknowledge that in our lives. So deeper, meaningful connections, um, feeling like we have purpose, meaning and value, all of the things that Mark had. Um, Mark valued his family. He valued his friends, his connections. He, as people mentioned, he was the quickest person to respond to someone. And all of that brought him a sense of fulfillment, which he talked about pretty regularly. Um, I will say, I do hope that people will check out his YouTubes and his TikToks. Um, if you look up Mark Goulston, you'll be able to find those. Um, and I believe that Sam will be able to put those into the comments so that people can find those links to go directly there. Um, but in fact, um, Mark had a good life and he was able to share that with us all the way up to the end. Yeah. I think every time I had to, an email with him or, or a couple of times we get to talk, it was always, how can I help you? It was the first thing coming out of his mind, of his mouth. So that's uh, that's just tell a lot about him, and he did it until most recently, even in the last time that we that we had it on the meeting. So, Susan, I think we talk a lot about the spirit of a person living on and on, and I think that goes behind any religion or any belief. I mean, it's something that you know we we, we want to believe, we need to believe, like the memory of someone. How? How, what is the best way to to start the grieving process and and to make it a positive thing? I know you deal a lot with this in your profession. Yeah, and I, again, I'll just underscore that it really depends on on the individual because everybody has their own grieving process. There is no right way to grieve. The way that we grieve one person or one loss might be very different, even within ourselves, as to what we need. And I think the biggest thing is just 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 to take the memory of that person and just hold it, you know, and just think about all of the wonderful things that you got from that person and allow them to live on within you. And it's okay to feel your feelings, you know, on the call. Yeah. You mentioned I became very emotional um, and that's okay. And so you, you need to be able to feel the pain. Like there's no, it still is a loss. 
And so, you know, with keeping the memory, there are going to be moments where it's painful and it's okay to have that. And just to just be self-compassionate and just think. And, you know, one the other thing, Mark was very funny. You know, that's something that I mentioned and, you know, people would laugh with him because he made us laugh. And I, I'm getting the chills as I say that because, you know, I think that, you know, I had talked about the first night that I found out, um, you know, it was in the middle of the night and I was like rereading some things he wrote. But then I, I, so I was like in pain, you know, feeling, feeling the loss and the shock. But then I thought about like things that he had said and it made me laugh and I felt good. And, and so, you know, there's an expression about um, using the love that you experience in a relationship to help you get through the pain of losing it. I don't, I didn't say it quite as eloquently as, as there's a phrase, but to use that, like to use, like in this case with Mark, you know, what would Mark say? What would Mark want you to do? And um, that can be really helpful. And that, that does keep the person alive. And I just want to add one other thing. We've talked here, you know, it's the mentor project. We've talked about Debbie's concept, lateral mentoring. I think that Mark was the epitome of lateral mentoring. I too was in the writing group with him. I was in many different meetings with him and he was the true model of what lateral mentoring looked like. He would come on and want, and just want to give and mentor all of us in whatever we needed. Um, so he, he lives on and I could, I could sit here now. Yes, I spent a lot of time crying today, but I'm smiling just in, in his memory. And that's, that's gonna be the process. There's gonna be moments where I'm not gonna be smiling and then there'll be moments when I'm smiling. Yeah, Peter, you want to add something to that? I mean, I, I, I'm just going to throw this there is that I know it may sound weird, but I feel a lot of energy. I mean, I, I was sad in, in, in the call, but everybody sharing something, it just fueled me up to really make things happen because that's the inspiration. So, Peter, I don't know if you want to add to, to that. That's how the way I feel. I um, while we were on in that remarkable Zoom that that we just had around, you know, our sense of, of Mark and how he lives on, um, I uh, emailed Fred and Debbie, and I said, um, th "This has enormous value, but a thing perhaps to think about uh, going forward is I actually think." it's possible to do one of these Zooms while the person is still with us and have them on. And I think that, uh, I mean, we did that with my dad. We were all a bit trepidatious. Is this weird? You know, we didn't call it anything to do with in memoriam and we weren't focused on, you know, them passing. Um, but it was pretty clear um, that we were all appreciating the person um, and then th they get to speak. And I, I think on the call that we just came off, I think if Mark were on, and maybe he was on from on high, but I think if he had had the ability to actually say something, he would have said a kind of pricey and with a bit more sophistication than what some of us said. Um, and I, I think that would um, maybe be something to think about going forward. But having said that, I thought this morning was remarkable. I hope we give um, that and the recording of this to the family. They might want to put it on 
the TikTok and the Facebook and this and that. Um, I think the, one of the things that happens that we've all had to start thinking about is when someone passes, what do you do about their social media? I mean, the first lesson I got from my dad's passing is, well, someone other than the person who passes had better know the access codes, because otherwise that's a heck of a thing to pry them out of Facebook. Um, but uh, uh, I, I, I think one of the ways that we live on um, after we pass, it's, it's nothing stronger, as Susan said and others said, than, you know, we live on in everyone we lifted up. But I think there's a manifestation of that in the social media. And um, that needs a bit of thought because uh, I'm not sure that these platforms have got it properly together. But the archive of the teachings of Mark Goulston, um, I think, has enormous enduring value. And one needs to think a bit as though we are curators and how do we do that highest and best? Peter, I just want to um, add to what you said, your first suggestion. We actually have started doing that in um, many different arenas. And I, Debbie, I don't remember if we did it with Mark. We do it around people's birthdays. So um, we started doing this during the pandemic a few years ago. I know on a, another call that I'm at on that we started doing this on Saturday nights where we actually go around and do exactly what, what you suggested. And we then started doing it on the Mentor Project too. And it was okay. somebody's birthday. I don't well, know. Did we do that as for always, Others are ahead. You know, when, when you develop a film, you're constantly, you're constantly thinking about emotional impact. I had in my mind's eye a picture of a great big Zoom with 100 people and Mark, where we're all saying lovely things about Mark, and then he says his piece. And then I thought everyone could have received as a PDF to print out, but oh, don't show it yet, a, a thing that you would hold up with a headshot of Mark, and it would say Team Goulston at the top. And I thought that would be, oh, can you imagine what that would be? That would be an image that would live on for a hundred years. I think we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to instate that again, Peter, that was such a good idea. And there's no one who complained ever about having uh, one of those, um, you know, in life memorials of someone. So yeah, good absolutely. idea. And I, I could definitely add a lot more on the living in social media and the digital legacy that we have nowadays yeah. before the internet, before social media, only people that could make movies or that could write books, they would have a legacy, something that stay in music. I mean, we still listen to Mozart and Beethoven and Vivaldi. And yeah. now we all have this legacy. I mean, I, I invite everybody, honestly, to go and listen to the podcast that Mark did with amazing people. He had a great podcast going on and you'll get to, you'll get to know him. It's, it's right there. It's still there talking. Um, we got to the end of this, Peter, we, we want to have back, uh, of course, in these updates because people need to uh, know you as the things that you do and, and who you are and uh, not just because of uh, the unfortunate reason why we, we talked about this today. But I think it was positive. I'm, I'm really feeling energetic. 
Um, I want to wish everybody again a happy new year. I hope you got something, a good lifting of spirit out of this and not didn't get you down. And um, Deborah, just say goodbye, everybody, for, for us as the, the mentor project. And uh, I guess we'll see everybody next time, next week. Happy New Year, everyone. And um, I hope that it's healthy and happy for everyone this year. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. This show was brought to you by The Mentor Project. If you enjoyed this segment, there are many ways to thank us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast, making a tax-deductible donation, or becoming directly involved. Subscribe to this podcast and visit us at www.mentorproject.org to learn more. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24.